been a while since I've added to my Anchor account. Today I want to talk about the dichotomy of leadership. This is from a book called Extreme Ownership. How US Navy SEALs Lead and Win by Jocko Willick and Leif Babin. I'm going to read a section around the dichotomy of leadership. Every leader must walk a fine line. That's what makes leadership so challenging. Just as discipline and freedom are opposing forces that must be balanced, leadership requires finding the equilibrium in the dichotomy of many seemingly contradictory qualities between one extreme and another. The simple recognition of this is one of the most powerful tools a leader has. With this in mind, a leader can more easily balance the opposing forces and lead with maximum effectiveness. A leader must lead, but also be ready to follow. Sometimes another member of the team, perhaps a subordinate or direct report, might be in a better position to develop a plan, make a decision or lead through a specific situation. Perhaps the junior person has greater expertise in a particular area or more experience. Perhaps he or she similarly thought of a better way to accomplish the mission. Good leaders must welcome this, putting aside ego and personal agendas to ensure that the team has a greater chance of accomplishing its strategic goals. A true leader is not intimidated when others step up and take charge. Leaders that lack confidence in themselves fear being outshined by someone else. If the team is successful, then recognition will come for those in charge, but a leader should not seek that recognition. A leader must be confident enough to follow someone else when the situation calls for it. A leader must be aggressive but not overbearing. SEALs are known for their eagerness to take on tough challenges and accomplish some of the most difficult missions. Some may even accuse me of a hyper-aggression. But I dip my utmost to ensure that everyone below me in the chain of command felt comfortable approaching me with concerns, ideas, thoughts and even disagreements. If they felt something was wrong or thought there was a better way to execute, I encouraged them, regardless of rank, to come to me with questions and present an opposing view. I listened to them, discussed new options and came to a conclusion with them, often adapting some part or perhaps even all of their idea if it made sense. If it didn't make sense, we discussed why and we each walked away with a better understanding of what we were trying to do. That being said, my subordinates also knew that if they wanted to complain about the hard work and relentless push to accomplish the mission I expected of them, they best take those thoughts elsewhere. A leader must be calm and not robotic. It is normal and necessary to show emotion. The team must understand that their care leader cares about them and their well-being. But a leader must control his or her emotions. If not, how can they expect to control anything else? Leaders who lose their temper also lose respect. But at the same time, to never show any sense of anger, sadness or frustration would make that leader appear void of any emotion at all. A robot. People do not follow robots. Of course, a leader must be confident but never cocky. Confidence is contagious, a great attribute for a leader and a team. But when it goes too far, Overconfidence causes complacency and arrogance, which ultimately set the team up for failure. A leader must be brave and not foolhardy. 
he or she must be willing to accept risk and act courageously, but never be reckless. It is the leader's job to always mitigate as much as possible those risks that can be controlled to accomplish the mission without sacrificing the team or excessively expending critical resources. Leaders must have a competitive spirit but also be gracious losers. They must drive competition and push themselves and their teams to perform at the highest level. But they must never put their own drive for personal success ahead of the overall mission success for the greater team. Leaders must act with professionalism and recognise others for their contributions. A good leader must be attentive to details but not obsessed by them. A good leader does not get bogged down in the miniature of tactical problem at the expense of strategic success. He or she must monitor and check the team's progress in the most critical tasks. But that leader cannot get sucked into the details and lose track of the bigger picture. A leader must be strong, but likewise have endurance, not only physically, but mentally. He or she must maintain the ability to perform at the highest level and sustain that level for the long term. Leaders must recognise limitations and know how to pace themselves and their teams so that they can maintain a solid performance indefinitely. Leaders must be humble, but not passive, quiet, but not silent. They must possess humility and the ability to control their ego and listen to others. They must admit mistakes and failures, take ownership of them and figure out a way to prevent them from happening again. But a leader must be able to speak up when it matters. They must be able to stand up for the team and respectfully push back against a decision, order or direction that could negatively impact overall mission success. A leader must be close with subordinates but not too close. The best leaders understand the motivations of their team members and know their people, their lives and their families. But a leader must never grow so close to subordinates that one member of the team becomes more important than another, or more important than the mission itself. Leaders must never get so close that the team forgets who is in charge. A leader must exercise extreme ownership. Simultaneously, that leader must employ decentralised command by giving control to subordinate leaders. Finally, a leader has nothing to prove but ev- but everything to prove. By virtue of rank and position, the team understands that the leader is, is in charge. A good leader does not gloat or rev- revel in his or her position. To take charge of minute details just to demonstrate and reinforce to the team, a leader's authority is the mark of poor inexperienced leadership lacking in confidence. Since the team understands that the leader is de facto in charge, in that respect, a leader has nothing to prove. But in another respect, a leader has everything to prove. Every member of the team must develop the trust and confidence that their leader will exercise good judgment, remain calm, and make the right decisions when it matters most. Leaders must earn their respect and prove themselves worthy, demonstrating through action that they will take care of the team and look out for their long-term interests and well-being. In that respect, a leader has everything to prove every day. Beyond this, there are countless other leadership dichotomies that must be carefully balanced. Generally, when a leader struggles, the root cause behind the problem is that the leader has already leaned too far in one direction and steered off course. 
Awareness of the dichotomies in leadership allows this discovery and therefore enables the correction. The dichotomy of leadership. So this is summarising them all again. The good leader must be confident but not cocky, courageous but not foolhardy, competitive but a gracious loser, attentive to details but not obsessed by them, strong but have endurance, a leader and a follower, humble not passive, aggressive not overbearing, quiet not silent, Calm, but not robotic. Logical, but not devoid of emotions. Close with the troops, but not so close that one becomes more important than another or more important than the good of the team. Not so close that they forget who's in charge. Able to execute extreme ownership while exercising decentralised command. A good leader has nothing to prove, but everything to prove.